This is Popular Front, a podcast focused on the niche details of modern warfare and underreported conflict with me, Jake Hanrahan. For this episode, we're speaking to Matthew Gult. He's the host of War College podcast and a journalist. He covers everything from nuclear armaments to strange uh, situations with war and gaming. And today he's going to be talking to us about this scandal within the US military's esports division, which sounds absolutely mental, I know, but it's weird. They've been trying to use esports as a means of recruitment and saying, no, that's not what we're doing, when it very clearly is. Matthew's going to tell us all about it. If you like what we're doing at Popular Front, please do consider supporting us at patreon.com slash popular front. So yeah, man, uh, I, I see all this madness on Twitter, like this, like the most cringe thing I've ever seen in my life where like, uh, you know, fucking US military esports is trying to act all like gamerish and stuff. And then like Discord and Twitch are like, ooh, like replying. It's the most cringe thing I've ever seen. What the hell is going on with the US Army uh, esports team? I mean, that's that's funny because that's where it starts, right? It starts on Twitter. Uh, that's when it, Well, that's when everybody notices when the U.S. Army Esports official brand account is, uh, you know, doing the uwu emoji, uh, talking to Discord's brand account. But to, to really, like, kind of get into it, we got to go back a few years. Because, um, like, everyone's attention has been on the, e- the U.S. Army's Esports Initiative and the Navy, the military, really, the whole Pentagon's Esports Initiative uh, in the last few months. But it started a few years back. Um and really what's happened is that the military, the American military has a recruitment problem. And it's not like the traditional kind of recruitment problem we normally think about with them. Um, they're having a problem getting young tech-savvy kids in the ranks, which they need. Uh, the amount of, like, the Pentagon budget has swelled, but the amount of personnel is down. They're spending money on weapon systems, things like the F-35, you know, drones, that kind of thing. Stuff that... You just can't get a kid off the street to op- like to train up and operate. They need a slightly different kind of recruit. Those people don't want to join the military. Um, they've realized that spending money on television advertising and sporting events is not getting them a rate of return at all. Um, and so like the first real big push starts in 2018 to go into these digital spaces to start advertising on YouTube and to start building eSports teams. And it's kind of where it starts. Right, so they literally are recruiting people from the army to play esports. What games, like, really are they sat there playing games? Like, what? It just seems so weird to me. Well, it's different for every branch is a little bit different. Uh, and we know the most about the navy. Well, I'll just I'll break down like some 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 of the some of the basics right now. So, um, the army has an esports team, the Navy has an esports team, the National Guard has an esports team, um, uh, Air Force has an esports team, but it's really sad. Marines don't have an esports team, but they're sponsoring esports. Uh, Space Force, still too early. I'm sure they'll get into, they'll find a way to get into esports later. Um, so with the Army specifically, I know that it is a, like a full-time gig, uh, you're brought on to be part of this team to like go and compete in tournaments. Um, 
and like Twitch stream and spread awareness about like how awesome army life is. And the Navy, it's slightly different. Um, these are all people that have what they would call, what I would say like day jobs. Like I think one of the most famous, uh, infamous, I guess I should say, is a uh, machinist first mate Andrew Crosswhite, who's one of the, who's been kind of one of the faces of the controversy. Um, and so he's a machinist first mate during the day. Uh, and then at night he Twitch streams and his, so he's on this three year assignment where he is part of a recruiting initiative, although they push back against the use of the word recruiting, which is ridiculous, um, where they are on Twitch streaming, trying to, what they say, what they call spread uh, awareness and do outreach to the gaming community to tell them what Navy life is back, uh, uh, Navy life is about. And Hey, you know, if you want to be, you want to talk about recruiting, we'll, re we'll talk, we'll, you know, re redirect you to the proper channels, but that's not what this is about. It's about outreach and awareness is what they say. And so they're on Twitch and they're playing like the popular games that are on Twitch. They're playing Call of Duty. Uh, they're playing League of Legends. They're playing uh, Valorant and Overwatch. All the stuff that people like to already watch on Twitch. It's just that the military's doing it. Where did this come from? Why is this happening right now? It's happening right now because uh, because that's where the kids are, honestly. I mean, but like, there's two. So there's two different questions there, right? Um, the first one I think starts, like I said earlier, in 2018, where the Navy spends uh, a, a gigantic amount of money on a advertisement during the Super Bowl, and it doesn't get them many recruits. And they've been open about this. And they're like, we spent all this money on this on this Super Bowl ad and nobody came from it. We didn't get any recruits. Like, it was bad. So the next year, uh, they completely reconfigured their budget and started putting tens of millions of dollars into digital. So like in 2020, 95% of the Navy's advertising budget, which is about $30 million, is all being spent online. One of those initiatives is this is this recruitment stuff. Um, and so there's that and like why people took notice and like why it's become cringe and like why it's become such a controversy is like a whole separate story uh, that I can totally get into if that's where you want to go right now. <laughs> Yeah, no, definitely. Okay, so June 3rd, like, they've been running since 2019. Um, all the different streams have been running. Like I said, Air Force and Air National Guard, or uh, Air Force and the National Guard streams are kind of sad. Uh, the main ones that people are really paying attention to and have been running for since the late 2019 have been the Army and the Navy. Um, so June 30th, the Navy, or not the Navy, sorry. June 30th, the U.S. Army Esports team's official Twitter account starts interacting with the Discord's Twitter account. And they, it's when they you get that cringe moment where the the Army tweets, uwu, you know, the little cute face with the heart emojis. And then everyone on the internet kind of looks at that. It was like all eyes, like the eye of Sauron, just like shifting over. And they're like, hey, wait, what? Um... Why does the Army have an esports team? I didn't know the Army has an esports team. Why is there... Wait, they've got a Discord? Why are they doing this? Why is it tweeting cringe? What's going on? Like, if you look at that tweet, it has thousands of more likes and, you know, like 4,000 replies, which is way more than anything else that's going on in that thread. That's like, to me, when the pushback starts. Um, 
so from there, people start figuring out that, like, hey, they have Discord channels. Um, do I need to explain what Discord is? Uh, I mean, I think by this point, people know what Discord is. For anyone that doesn't know, Discord is basically, like, uh, it's like a chat room server program for people to generally link up and talk about gaming and, like, you know, configure what they're going to do in a game or whatever. But generally, people just use it as um, as a chat, right? Like, we have a popular front Discord. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so the, for similar purposes, the Army and the Navy and the Air Force, they run these Discord servers. So they can do, you know, communicate with, with people and, like, coordinate their Twitch streams and stuff, shit like that. I forgot that I can curse because I'm on Popular Front, which is nice. Mm. Um, <laughs> the uh, So people start going into the Discord servers and seeing how quickly they can get banned. Um, it's a speed run like video game, uh, communities do speed runs where like you try to beat Super Mario Brothers as quickly as possible and there's world records for it and it's a competition. So using that language, they go into the discord servers to do speed runs to get banned and they start posting their times on Twitter. I fucking love that. So they're basically, it's it basically, that's like an old school raid. I remember like I'd be on message boards back in the day and we'd like raid, ra we used to raid uh, this one message board I was on, we'd raid Stormfront, you know, that fucking Nazi forum and just post so much mad shit that would really anger them. Um, I love that that is kind of still happening, but it's trolling the US military. Yeah, it's the it's that exact that thing with like that kind of energy. So you go in there and you and you talk about like you know my lie and you bring up um, the MSF hospital destruction in Afghanistan a few years ago. Just asking uncomfortable questions about U.S. war crimes, like you know just that kind of thing. And eventually the military will push like will ban you from the chat. Okay, so that starts happening, and then around mid July. Uh, this guy named Jordan Uhl, who's a progressive activist who's worked previously for Media Matters, and he's also a Twitch streamer and a gamer, sees these, uh, sees these um, uh, speed runs, and is like, that's interesting. I didn't know that they were on, on Twitch and that they were streaming. This is bad. This is my community. I don't like military recruiters being in my community. He's got very strong uh, political feelings about this. And he goes into their Twitch stream and does the same thing, basically. Uh, goes on their Twitch stream, starts asking these ki kids uncomfortable questions. And it's really funny. Like, one of the first, uh, I call them kids, these soldiers, uncomfortable questions. And it's really funny. One of the first, uh, like, big clips that got passed around was Ool um, trolling this guy who's the leader or was ostensibly the leader of the uh, army esports team, who's a 12 year veteran and a green beret and always plays with his green beret, like on his head. Um, and he's on the chat. He's on the stream talking about how everyone's being mean to a social media manager and how he's going to kick their butts. Um, and then these chat starts coming in asking about war crimes and he gets mad and he's, you know, he ba starts banning people and so, you know, it becomes a thing like Ool and other people start doing the same thing. They start going into these Twitch streams uh, like they were going into the discords and asking uncomfortable questions and seeing how fast they can get banned. Well, this is when things get like super bizarre to me. I mean, the whole thing's very bizarre and funny, right? But it just like it, it just feels like every day is a new disaster in terms of uh, public relations for the military because uh, like Ool isn't dumb he's like a very smart guy uh and has contacts with first amendment lawyers 
And so what happens is like if you're an if you're either in the military or a politician and you're operating online in a public way like a Twitch channel or like a Twitter account, you can't ban people from saying things that you don't like. Right? Because of the First Amendment. Like, we have an amendment in this country that you're not allowed to squelch speech. And it's been argued in court, there's precedent for this, that if you are a public figure operating like a Facebook page or a Twitter account or a Twitch stream, uh, you can't just, you know, you can't block people from engaging in speech that you don't like in that space. Um, famously, the Knight First Amendment Institute uh, had, you know, took this to court with Donald Trump for him blocking people on Twitter. And the ruling was that he can't do that. There's one recently, like Patreon is actually going through a situation like that now because, you know, they they kind of bent to the will of the kind of woke pylon and started kicking people off of Patreon. And I read that some like Californian judge was just like, you can't do that. Like you could just because you don't like what they're saying, they're not actually infringing on the law. So they can't do it or something. Yeah, they're also, they're going after... Uh... This is kind of a tangent, but I'm curious. They're going after, like, people that are making 18 and up content on there, too, right? Like, it's been really inconsistent about, like, what is and isn't appropriate, quote-unquote, according to Patreon, right? Mm, yeah, it's weird, man. Um, yeah, so, sorry, carry on. You were saying. So, then the, the Knight First Amendment Institute, the ACLU, start taking a look at this. And they're like, hey, wait a minute. Y'all can't just do this. Uh, you can't just ban people, and they send letters. Uh, they, you know, they get in contact with Ool, and they send letters to uh, uh, the army and the navy because those are the two most prominent that were banning people. Like it's like I said, the Air Force stream and the National Guard stream are kind of sad, and no one's really paying attention to them. Uh, and these letters say like, "Hey, you can't do this. You have to unban these people by August fifth, or you know, uh, there will be consequences." Now, the Army and the Navy both told me that uh, they feel that this is not in the bounds of free speech, that they are being harassed, and that all they are doing is moderating their public space. Um, Twitch told me the similar thing. Like, we empower uh, these people that are anybody that's on, you know, has their own channel, that they are allowed to moderate their own space, right? Knight First Amendment Institute is arguing like mm, it's different if you're a public figure. Um, and so on that line of like the the where that story kind of stands at the moment is, you know, as of this, we're recording this on August 7th, August 5th was the deadline. Um, so after these got these letters, the RV kind of retreated and hasn't been really streaming on Twitch uh, at all. They've gone kind of silent. Um they sent me communication on the 5th saying they were going to unban the people that uh, they had banned. Um, and they're going to resume streaming shortly. They weren't going to say when, but they're coming back soon. I love this. So um, so basically the game is won. Well, for, I mean, this is going to be a long battle. This is like far from over. But because the... But they're winning. They're, they're winning. Um but the navy, the navy has just continued to just kind of operate normally throughout all of this. Has not responded to the letter, uh, and is still continuing to ban people, right? So the army kind of fell back a little bit in face of the gamers, but the navy is just like posting through it. And I have some theories about like why that is specifically. Um, I think the navy's probably spent a lot of money 
on this. Uh, I don't know how much I'm trying to find out, but uh, judging on like, because I've I've got you know we have their recruiting documents and we have like the outlines and like I know the people that they have been partnering with. Um, so like the Navy specifically in this situation is unique, um, and I think that's why so much of it's centered around the Navy. It's because, A, they, they keep going on Twitch every night, and they keep saying the same things and doing the same things. And B, like, they actually have a partnership with Twitch. Um, and this is, like, Twitch announced it. This is not, like, a big secret or anything. Like, this is all out there. It's all public information. So the Navy has a partnership with Twitch to develop, like, the personalities of their streamers. Um, before the COVID pandemic happened... Uh, they were going to be at TwitchCon, uh, the Goats and Glory team, as they're called, um, and they were going to be introduced to the Twitch community and say like, "Hey, the Navy has these has these streamers, and like, you know, here they are." And they're also developing um, like uh, video segments that were that are supposed to air on Twitch that are introducing each of these players, right? Um, and I don't like I don't know how much money that cost to get like that kind of deal with twitch but i can't imagine it was cheap right did you just say they're called goats and glory yes so the u the u.s navy has like a long tradition of being associated with goats uh often there were goats on ships there were there are a lot of like stories some apocryphal some mythical some true of like sailors kidnapping goat like getting drunk and kidnapping goats and bringing them onto ships i, I literally thought then i thought he's gonna tell me the navy been fucking goats <laughs> i'm glad you said kidnap <laughs> <laughs> i mean those are your words jake not mine <laughs> <laughs> cancelled but uh uh but yeah so and like the symbol for the esports team is this cybernetic goat so like goats are an old u.s navy symbol you know um, it's not quite rum sodomy in the lash, but it's, it's goats. Uh, so that's, that's why goats and glory. Um, and in addition to partnering with Twitch, they've also, uh, partnered with another esports team called evil geniuses. Yeah. They're big, right? Yeah. They're a big team, uh, who, who has helped them kind of pick who in the Navy was going to be their streamers and like helped them develop, a personality to be on stream and like kind of coach them on how to do all of this. Right. So, so I met like, it just looks like the army kind of had a vague plan. and is, is, is participating in some events and like streaming on Twitch. It looked like just judging on the planning documents and the people I've talked to and what I've seen, it looks like the Navy spent a significant amount of money and they're not going to let that go to waste they're not going to let some 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 trolls on the internet stop them from just doing their thing. Um, and, you know, I don't know at this point if it's going to go to the First Amendment law. Well, the First Amendment thing will turn into a lawsuit. It's still, you know, still early days, but uh, that's going to continue to be a fight. And this is without even, you know, we haven't even gotten to AOC and the, the possible legislation and all of that yet, right? 
Well, right. Well, that's one part of the scandal, and I know there are many parts. I mean, I think you can call it a scandal at this point because it's it's like a soft scandal, but it just keeps fucking happening. There was another problem with recruitment, right? So the US military is saying, oh, no, we're not trying to recruit kids. But then I read that they were, um, like, redirecting people. They What is it? They said they were going to sell, like, oh, yeah, we're selling an Xbox controller. And then when you click the link, you end up at, like, the army recruitment page. like, And then they had to apologize. Like, what, what was that all about, man? Because that sounded very dodgy to me yeah i mean and like there's a uh, i know a lot of like veterans and a lot of military people um and i talk to them a lot and none of them have a good thing to say about recruiters like everybody is like recruiters are scumbags it's a meme if you if you read websites like task and purpose or we are the mighty like these kind of military service blogs um all of them have articles about what scumbags recruiters are, right? And so the the army thing with the Xbox controllers was kind of this classic uh, scumbag recruitment tool where um, the army was on the, they were running contests on Twitch and they said like, all right, you know, if you, if you click on this, you can fill out a form and get uh, enter for a chance to win an Xbox controller. Well, you click on the form and it was like a recruitment form. Basically, like, putting yourself into the system to be contacted by a recruiter with no mention of, like, how an Xbox controller prize would be actually sent out or what the odds of winning were or, like, how to follow up on that. Um, Twitch chastised them and made them stop doing that, and the army had to apologize. Uh, It also said that, you know, we have actually given away... Lots of fabulous prizes, including controllers and gaming chairs. But we do apologize in this specific instance. We may have fucked up. Um, the And the Navy uh, has constantly said that they are not recruiters. Um, all in this, this is like, I just wrote about this, actually. And this is kind of a weird part of the story to me, is that the Navy keeps insisting that what it is doing on Twitch is not recruiting people. Um it keeps saying that it's part of an outreach and awareness program, that they are just there to talk to people about Navy life, and hey, if they want to th- you know, think about joining, they'll redirect them to the proper place. Now keep in mind that the program is run through Navy Recruiting Command. Um, there's an unclassified memo that says, literally, the qualifications to become a team member are identical to the qualifications needed to- for recruiting duty. Um, portions of the streaming team went to the Navy's recruitment recruiter orientation unit in Pensacola, Florida, and got recruitment training. So, and this is all, again, this is stuff that's all public. And so gamers watch this and they, they see these streamers talking out of both sides of their mouth and being disingenuous. And I think we should just give people an idea. If you haven't seen this, this is not like, you know, Jim, like, sitting in his house, streaming and being like, oh, yeah, I'm in the military. They're fucking sat there in uniform and stuff at times, right? Yeah, the, I would say uniform is, <laughs> though, it's, they're in the, na- they're in their goats and glory uniform. Yeah, this pathetic team. Exactly. So to describe the uniforms, another bizarre part of this is like, uh, have you ever seen, like, an esports team? They have, like, a branded jersey that so they look like they're on a on a football team or something like that right um this is what both the army and the navy are wearing they have like 
their are their their military esports jersey on. Now the dude, uh, the one guy I have seen like be in like some form of uniform on stream is the uh, green the green beret twelve year vet who is on the army. He will be on there with his green like with his hat on. Um, and present himself more as a military figure. But typically, like, they're in uniform, yeah, but it's the uniform of the esports team, which is sad. Like, it feels sad and strange. Well, yeah, it does, man. And, I, you know, I have nothing against esports. I really like esports. I think it's great. I, I sure know if I had my time again, I would have gone into something like that instead of journalism because it seems to be very lucrative and fun, for one. So I have nothing against esports and streamers and that. But, you know, I, I, you know, we've got a lot of uh, military former and currently serving like US military that listen to Popular Front and, you know, reach out to me, a load of good guys and women. And, and they've said every like you said, everyone I've spoke to about this, they're just like, yeah, it's an embarrassment. Why are they doing this? And also there was a thing on Twitter where they're like, OK, boomer. And then like someone retweeted it and was like, yeah, this is how they talk to like old uh, veterans with PTSD. And it's like, yeah, like it's just not the arena, I think, you know, their job is to murder people or kill people for, you know, for whatever national security whatever it is i'm not like ragging on them but it's i don't know it doesn't feel like the arena to be doing esports to me it's it's weird like that's it's the there's a cognitive dissonance there in some way right that's why i that's a big part of why i think this feels so cringe is it's like the because and especially like in america the perception of the military for 20 years has been i think like codified around this myth of the navy seal like when you think of the American military in the, like the mythic context and like what people want to aspire to be if you're in the military, like the dudes near where I live in the South, right? They think of American Sniper and the Navy SEAL. And then you've got these kids. I keep calling them kids because that's what a lot of them look like, honestly. Well, a lot of them are. They're very young, man. Uh, yeah, a lot of them. Lo yeah, they look very, very young. Um, you've got these Twitch streamers that are just... And it's, it's funny because this is, they are more representational of like what the military, especially places like the Navy actually look like. Just like they're, they're, they're nerds with a day job that happens to be like doing technical service on a submarine, right? Um, or, or like watching radar. That's, those are the people that are streaming. So that's the, the, that's the image that they're putting out there. And a lot of them are like not super charismatic and don't really understand like how to deal with this pushback. And like, I don't think the military broadly understood like what it meant to be online, right? And what it meant to be, what it would mean for the U.S. military to be recruiting in these spaces and what these spaces probably thought of the U.S. military, um, and so they're just not equipped to handle criticism at all. Uh, and it's not going well, um, which kind of speaks to another part of this that I think is really interesting is that it like this, like and why the AOC and like the legislation piece of it is so fascinating to me is that. Yeah, sorry. I'm um, sorry to cut you in. But uh, yeah, just just explain that thing with AOC. I, I've actually missed that. I didn't know what what she has said, what this legislation is, what's happening. Okay, so uh, July 22nd, which is the same day that Knight First Amendment Institute sent the Army and the Navy uh, the, the like desist letters, AOC introduces uh, an amendment to a funding bill in the U.S. House. 
Now, this is a big bill that sets aside, like, it basically earmarks money for a lot of different things, including defense. So AOC's measure said uh, the Pentagon, any money that, that was set aside in this bill, the Pentagon could not use it to, quote, maintain a presence on Twitch TV or any video game, esports, or live streaming platform. Um, and she had said publicly several times that the reason for this is that she feels like it's gross for the military to be recruiting on Twitch. There are there are kids there that are under 18, 17 years old, like as young as 13 and even younger. Um, that war shouldn't be gamified, is not a game, and this is not the place for military to do recruiting. Um, and I'll say that, you know, AOC is a gamer. She plays League of Legends, um, so she understands the space. Uh, and she's also big, like, as a lot of other progressive politicians in America are, on, like, having a conversation and pushing back against the military recruiting in places like high schools. Um, so she's often talked about that. So this is, like, an extension of that, okay? So the this this amendment goes to the House floor where she gives a speech defending it. It's rebutted and then eventually fails. Uh, but it fails like 292 vote against it. 126 people vote for it, which was honestly to me like surprising. Um, I never thought something like that would get that amount of attention. Um, but it's part of this changing conversation in America about the military um, and cause like, man, for 20 years, like basically since nine 11, it's been sacrosanct here. Right. And that I feel like watching this stuff, I'm like, this is changing now. We're actually starting to have conversations about like critical conversations about the American military and like gamers are leading the way. That's great. Yeah. It's amazing, man. I mean, there's a lot of hate around gamers just because of like internet nonsense, but um, there's some very smart people in that community and very they're very good at organizing. Do you know what I mean? And I think that's probably a part of it as well. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Um, it's like we've got after the 2016 election and like all that Gamergate shit, you know, we had this bad taste in our mouth about like politically activated gamers. But the th it's like gamers are just like anybody else. They're not a monolith. Right. They're not not everybody who plays video games has the same political opinion. There's a wide range of, of, of opinions and they're great at organizing. They're great at per, like persevering. There's all these skills that make them uniquely good at like political organization and activism. Amusingly, also the same skills the Navy has said that it wants uh, to acquire for very various technical jobs. Um but it's been really encouraging to see like the military enter this space and to get like real organized political pushback and like some of it's shit posting, but it's like shit posting for a good cause, you know, and that's heartening. Well, yeah, exactly. And that's I don't know, you 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 know, you're like me, you're kind of very online and we, we you know, I grew up online and shit and in these kind of edgy community funny stuff, blah blah. And underneath a lot of that shit posting, as you said, there is actually like serious issues. Now it's nice to see that the serious issue is like pushing back on military recruitment within video games, whereas normally it's just like some horrible fucking Nazi stuff. But like, I think it's a good thing. You know what I mean? It's like, I don't, I don't know, popular front pro gamers, you heard it here. But I, I think they're doing a good job um, because, you know, I, it's like one space where can we just not have 
some kind of government intrusion. Do you know what I mean? Like, can you not just leave streaming alone? And I think, I reckon a lot of people probably just felt the same, like, this is bullshit, you know what I mean? Yeah, and this, but the shitty thing is, like, they're not going away, man. They're, 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 they're not. This is where the kids are now. This is where the people are. So, like, they're going to be in this space. So what we're seeing is the negotiation of, like, how they're going to operate but they're not going away. Um, I it, I would be super shocked if if the gamers were able to actually completely push them out of Twitch. Is there any sign that any of this recruitment is actually working? Now, I know they say it's not recruitment. It very clearly is a type of recruitment, whether they're directly sending the links or not. It is a type of recruitment push at the very least. Um, are we seeing any like positive shift from it? Like, do we know if they've got any people signing up or is there like, you know, a lot of pro, like, thank you for your service comments as well as the trolling? Yeah, it's funny. I don't see, I see very little of like the thank you for your service stuff. I don't think those kind of people are, are in those channels watching it. It is mo like every time I pull it up, the first, like the first thing I always see is someone asking about like Eddie Gallagher, right? Um, it's all like, it's, it's that kind of attitude almost immediately. And as far as like recruitment numbers, um, I'm trying to shake some of that stuff loose with FOIAs right now, but like traditionally it's, it, there's this, there's this kind of cycle when you're, re when you're reporting on military recruitment. Um, and I went through this back in like 2016, um, as I went to the Daytona 500, this big NASCAR event to watch like how the air force, recruits and like spends money to to recruit at like this big sporting event uh here in america um where you like they're the journalists first they figure out like how much money's being spent and then they start asking questions about like well you know what's the rate of return like how many people are you actually signing up here etc cetera, etc cetera. and then inevitably the numbers don't pan out um and then the military pulls back from whatever space that was in. And you saw this, I think, most famously, most recently, when people started figuring out that, like, uh, at American football games, you know, if you had this big flag-raising ceremony and, you know, this big military event there, well, the military had paid the NFL millions of dollars to hold that event there. And then people would ask, like, okay, well, what are the, the numbers? Like, how many recruits did you get from that? And then they'd be like, well, not very many. Um, so I don't know yet how, what Twitch, like what, what the, how many recruitment leads they're getting, um, from Twitch, but I'm working on it, but FOIAs can take a long time. Right. But my, my guess would be that, uh, this is probably not going super well, honestly. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't look like it. Um, what kind of, um, response are you seeing like you know if you reach out to them what have they said themselves the u.s esports military people they are unfailingly polite uh and a little bit defensive um i don't think they just judging on like the communication i've had with them um i don't think they it's it, it this this part of it, it speaks to like this disconnect between the civilian and military population in america um I don't think they understand what the big deal is. And I don't think they, they, they're like, they keep trying to tell me like, like, Hey, we're not recruiting here. This is very specifically what we're doing. Um, like, why can't people understand this? And, and 
they don't seem to grasp that like people think of them as like lying and talking out of both sides of their mouth. I think it's like again we've been the um, the American military is so used over like two generations of just deference from the American public and being able to go to a football game and everyone cheers them on that when they go to a space where people are being critical of them, they don't know how to handle it. Um, and they, they're just kind of trying to, I mean, they're, again, they've been very polite. They've answered all of my questions that I've ever asked them, um, at, you know, at length, but it always, but it's always like very, uh, it's almost like when, you know, when you deal with like a corporate rep, uh, for like a, like a PR company or something, where there's that remove there where you don't feel like you're talking to a person. That's kind of what it's been like. Now, the streamers themselves online, um, they keep falling back on this line. They keep saying the same things over and over again as people keep pushing them. But you can hear them getting annoyed and frazzled. Like, it's in their, their tone of voice, you know. Uh, they keep saying, like, people come on, they'll ask about war crimes, they'll be like, hey guys, you can't do that, I'm gonna have to remove you from the chat. Uh, and then, like, hey, are you guys recruiting? Like, nope, we're not recruiting. We are part of an outreach and awareness program. Um, you know, where you're here to play video games and talk about Navy life, and it's just like, you can you can hear them going through a script, right? That they've got, that they've now memorized, that's supposed to be in response to uh, whenever someone asks them if they're there recruiting. The irony is, if they want to be really doing outreach, as they claim, they should actually be open to talking about war crimes and saying, like, what happened. I mean, I know it's obviously US military, they're never going to do that, but it would actually have some more resonance with the youth if they went, yeah, actually, there was a really fucking terrible incident. It's a shame it happened. We're very sorry it happened. Like, you know, sometimes they do come out and say, like, you, you know, this was a mistake or whatever. Yes, 100%. And I think that, like, it, there's... um it's weird to, like, what I'm going to say is weird, but I think it's kind of true, is, like, in online spaces, especially when you're trying to develop these parasocial relationships on uh, Twitch, right, you have to be, maybe honest is the wrong word, but, like, genuine, and if you feel fake, everyone will hate you, right? If it feels like you're putting, like, we all know that it's a show, but if you're not genuine and I don't feel like if, if I'm watching a Twitch stream and I don't feel like the person on the other end is like having fun and is actually engaging the audience and is being like genuine, then the whole thing falls apart. And so watching the Navy do this, they don't seem to understand that. And so, yeah, if they would just say like it, like if you it would take like one minute for them to say like, you know what? Yeah, we're under Navy recruiting command. Technically, we're not recruiters because we're on a Twitch stream assignment, and that's not a recruiting assignment. But it, you know, it's the same basic thing, right? Now, like, let's move on and play some Call of Duty. And like, yeah, that Eddie Gallagher stuff that was fucked up, and it's terrible what happened. And I can't believe like what happened to his platoon mates were hung out to dry. And like, actually have conversation conversations about this stuff. Yeah. Yeah, definitely, man. Uh, maybe just explain that Eddie Gallagher um, story just for anyone that doesn't know. Fair enough. So Eddie Gallagher was a Navy SEAL uh, who was acu- credibly accused of war crimes by other by his like platoon mates. His other Navy SEALs turned him in. He was doing stuff like he would he would uh, allegedly kill women and children, uh, like snipe them. Um, he would uh, famously he like took a uh, trophy pictures of himself with dead bodies, which is like a 
you know, on the books war crime. Um, and, you know, he was being, uh, so all of this, all the prosecution was going forward and then Trump pardoned him and let him off the, like completely let him off the hook. Um, and uh, much to the, the like, obviously awful for all of the people that he murdered in combat and then also terrible for, you know, because Navy SEALs are like thick as thieves, right? They, like, you have to be pretty awful for your fellow Navy SEALs to turn you in. Um, like, you have to be a, like a double plus scumbag. Uh, and so, like, you know, they end up feeling betrayed. And, like, so Eddie Gallagher gets brought up a lot on the Navy stream because it's a more recent uh, U.S. Navy, like, or U.S. military war crime. Yeah, an absolute piece of shit, basically. Um, so much so that even his own fellow Marines, who, you know, I know Marines and their sense of humor and their level of basically enduring very, very awful things when they probably shouldn't be, is high. So like you said, the fact his fellow Marines were like, this guy is fucked, gives you an idea. I mean, we might even do an episode on that guy because he's just such a disgusting human being. Um, but yeah, man, uh, thanks very much. Is there anything else you want to mention about the, this esports situation? No, I think that I think that covers it pretty much. Just that it's it's heartening for me to see again, like that we're have we're changing the conversation about what it means to have Amer- like the military in American life, and that it's being led by gamers. I love that. Gamers rise up. Um, right. So you're from War College. Something I was definitely that definitely inspired me to start Popular Front. Been listening to it for years, man. Since four oh boy, since I first started at Vice, I think around them times I started listening to it. Um, you're rebranding, right? Angry Planet is coming. What is that? So Angry Planet's the same show. Uh, it's it's me and Kevin and Jason, uh, my producers and co-hosts, doing the same show, but like. War College was always a bad name, and we kind of got saddled with it in the early days. Like, when the show first started, it was at Reuters, um, and Jason was the opinion editor at Reuters, and he wanted to do a show, and I was at Wars Boring, and I wanted to do a show, and we had some, like, we were doing some content sharing, um, and I was like, we should call the show Angry Planet, and Jason was like, Reuters will never let us run a show called Angry Planet. Uh, how about something more anodyne, like War College? Uh, and we've kind of been stuck with it, but the show has always been, you know, about, it's been about conflict in a very broad sense. You know, we talk about, like we talk about weird stuff on there, talk about QAnon and like the occult history of politics in America. Um, And I think angry planet was always kind of who we've been at our heart. And so we're finally just going to, we're just decided that we're changing the name. We're changing the name. We've got new, uh, like, uh, you know, logos and things that look much better. And also people often think that we're associated with like the U S Naval war college and we're not. So <laughs> it's time to like break off and like be the podcast that we've always been um, and just rebrand and do that. And we're, you know, we've got, uh, uh, we've also got a Substack, angryplanet.substack.com, where we are kind of Make, putting out this newsletter where we try to make sense of the past week's defense news and like put it all in context. So like a good example will be um, one of the big things we're working on this week on that front is uh, uh, the explosion in Beirut, right? It was like a horrible event, but I think one of the things that's getting left out is the context of like what's been going on in Lebanon over the past six months to a year, right? Like the financial crisis and like all the, the corruption and like all these and like the tensions with Israel and all these other things are like really important part of that story that like is missing 
I think, in a lot of the coverage I've seen. Um, so that is, and that relaunch should be happening very, very soon. I think only the music is left to kind of nail down. Right, so it's a whole rebranding, but it's the same show, essentially. Yeah, same show, uh, different different packaging, uh, and I'm, we're really excited about it. And so you'll be able to soon be able to type Angry Planet into the search bar and find us wherever fine pods are casted, etc. It's a great fucking name, man. I saw it online. Well, first of all, I heard you talk about it, and then I signed up to the newsletter, um, and then and then I see it online. I see the the logo, and I was like, "Fuck, man! Well, I wish I came up with that kind of a name for something. Like, it's a great name, and I think it looks cool, and I think it definitely suits um, who you are, like who you guys are better, definitely." Yeah, I think it'll be. I think I really think like a number of things have held us back. Uh, I think the name War College is definitely one of them. Um, I just think like I'm really excited about it. Like when I see those logos, I'm like, "This is." This is good. This is who we are. This is who we've always been. And it's time to just like fucking push through and do this in a big way. And like so much defense coverage. I mean, you know, like nobody really covers defense stuff, especially in America. It's all like a right wing or like like center neo like neo lib perspective. Like we're not that. Right. Um, And so it'd just be nice to have branding that like reflects that perspective which is like angrier and more critical no i I agree and it's actually a good thing you know there is there's a very there's almost like a little cottage industry of like safe um kind of political war analysis and it's very much linked in with the kind of circle jerk of like dc think tanking you know that there's like certain nonsense twitter group communities that are all like if you if you stray away from America is doing everything good then all of a sudden they will just call you an activist and the irony is they're actually an activist for the whichever government they think is always right you know so it's definitely good to have this critical look at everything as we do like if that's wrong it's going to be fucking said it's wrong you know so I'm glad you're doing it man it looks great yeah and that's like you know I and you know to be honest I, I, I look at popular front a lot and like what you're doing and have done like especially online and I'm like I've got to get on that level <laughs> I've got to do better with all this stuff. Yeah, but you need sleep as well, mate. And that's something that, like, I need as well. <laughs> like, seriously, I'm burning out here, man. But anyway, if you need anything from us, man, definitely give us a shout and we'll promote it when it all launches and that. Absolutely, absolutely. And where can people find, uh, you know, your work? And also, where will they be able to find, you know, the new rebranding of the show? I am at Vice. You can find most of my work there. I work a couple other places, but it's almost entirely at Vice Motherboard, uh, just like one of the great, you know, uh, Vice Verticals, one of the last ones standing after they kind of incorporated everything. Uh, and then uh, angryplanetpod.com is going to be the URL that will take you to all of the Angry Planet stuff. Okay, mate. And what about social medias? Sorry, I'm bad at this. Uh, yeah. Social media. <laughs> Jesus. See, this is why I have to get bad or better. All right, so right now we're still at War College Podcast or underscore college on Twitter and Facebook.com forward slash War College Podcast. Instagram, we are Angry Planet. The other two are going to change soon, but those old URLs will redirect there to the Angry Planet stuff when the rebrand happens. Cool. And you're at uh, MJ Galt. Yes, MJGAULT on Twitter. Brilliant. Okay, mate. Thank you very much. Appreciate that.
That was Matthew Galt speaking about the weird situation with the US military and esports and what seems like a uh, very uh, transparent aim to recruit people via streaming and Twitch and all of that. Um, go and check them out. Uh, like he said, check them out at uh, angryplanetpod.com. That's their newsletter. And obviously, War College will be rebranding soon. When we started out, War College helped us a lot. So we're always open to helping them out. They're a good bunch of guys. Check them out. Uh, what are they on? Yeah, Matthew said it anyway. Uh, but yeah, it's it's very hot. I'm losing my mind. Right. Um, if you like what we're doing here, please consider supporting us at patreon.com slash popularfront or go to popularfront.co slash support. There's all sorts on the Patreon, loads of stuff, bonus episodes, all of that. Um, this episode is also sponsored by uh, Oracle Coffee Shop in Portland, Oregon, USA. They're an independent coffee shop selling only fair trade products. See them at 3875 Southwest Bond Avenue 97238. No, sorry, 97239. Tell them that uh, Popular Front sent you. They might give you something nice. Um, the episode is also sponsored by Grind Core House, a pair of independent coffee shops in Philadelphia, USA. One in South and one in West. Check them out on social media at Grind Core House. The episode is also sponsored by Propagandopolis, an outlet selling and informing people about historical conflict propaganda. Get prints at propagandopolis.com. I am going to try and figure out like a, um, I guess like a popular front referral code so you can get some money off there because um, I know that definitely a lot of you have been going there. So I will do that soon. I'll speak to the guy and sort it all out. But yeah, tell them we sent you as well. They're on Instagram at propagandopolis. Um, social medias follow us on twitter at twitter.com slash popularfrontco mine is at jake underscore hanrahan h-a-n-r-a-h-a-n more likely to be posting there about the world in conflict what's going on clashes all sorts um youtube go to youtube.com slash popularfront or just popularfront.tv you will go straight there we have a new documentary out now um you are now entering uh free cap hill it's called it's the rise documenting the rise and fall of uh the uh capitol hill occupied protest in seattle place where a lot of people gathered kind of took it over from the police and then it ended terribly with several people being shot and killed check it out youtube.com popular front also we will have some very special on the ground footage from belarus soon a country very hard to film in obviously a dictatorship there's a lot of clashes going on now there and um, we will have a podcast episode soon a bonus as well about you know how hard it is to film out there on the ground but yeah we will have a documentary um, at least a dispatch coming out from the ground uh, amidst the protests in belarus the anti-regime protests obviously the people there are fighting against lukashenko a dictator since 1994 very brutal crackdown the riot police the security forces uh, just beating the shit out of people it's horrible but yeah very soon we will have a belarus documentary coming out at popularfront.tv youtube.com slash popularfront whatever go and subscribe make sure you don't miss it um also instagram.com slash popular dot front we've hit like eighty thousand followers now thank you all very much please do check us out there um or you can go to the website popularfront.co that's where basically everything is gathered you will see the podcast you will see the documentaries you will see articles um and then also you'll see a link to go to popularfront.shop 
which is where you will get merchandise, support us and look cool, popularfront.shop. Thank you very much to the following Patreons, Kay Hardy Roberts, Alexander, Nicholas Butter, Ron Swanson, JD, Jav, Bastian Germello, Rip Mayer, Ian Froes, James Cully, Michael Akakan, Ethan Reyes, Fitz Madrid, Joe Watt, Alex Northrop, Ed Coulthard, Johnny LaFleur, I've lost my place, Clayton Taylor, Hugo Newski, Maxwell Burke, Anthony Kubarak, Michael Barone, Don Wayne, Scott Hopton, Liam Williams, Fragile Feeling, Chris Cusimano, Sebastian, Degenerate Zero Alpha, DR, Trey Nance, Charlie, Olin Thorne, Amy Rupert, Rubicon, Prashant Singh, Azad, Frank Austin, Amelia Me, Christina Rivetti, Moody Al Rashid, Bill Wilson, Andrew Hurley, Vida Provost, Brian McLaughlin, Ari from the Discord, Young Wasabi, Sarushay Hawazi, Tony Bin, Adam Bergsnyder, Skartoon Music, uh, Stephen Davila, Patrick Bronte, Dan Dunham, Fletcher Tate, Chad Walker, Diana Gorvenek, Cubal, Lawrence Abrahams, Peter McCormick from What Bitcoin Did, um, Emily Molly, Axel Iverson, Christopher Martin, Ryan Sandercock, and Joanne Stocker. Thank you all so much. I know that's a lot of names now, that's a lot of support we're getting. Thank you all so much, really appreciate it. If you want to support us, go to patreon.com slash popular front. You get everything, bonus episodes, access to the community discord, narrated articles, access to the uh, Too Cool for J School educational series, which will help you on how to be, you know, uh, I guess, inform you on how to be a journalist, help you tell you all sorts of stuff about uh, how to stay safe in a clash, tell you about how to look after people if they're hurt in a clash. Uh, there will be lessons on how to identify firearms, there's going to be loads there, yeah, uh, patreon.com slash popular front, uh, sorry I'm so hot so I sound like I'm dying, but uh, the intro is by Home and the outro is by Sam Black, see his music at samblackpf.com. <laughs>